Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Nutritionally Me podcast. It's another awesome Saturday and the perfect day to learn about vitamin B6 and B7. This is part three of the B-Complex mini-series and we're almost near the end folks, so let's jump right in. All right, so today we're going to kick off this episode by talking a little bit about vitamin B6, which is also known as pyridoxine. And this is an important vitamin, just like all the other B vitamins, in helping to generate energy from the food that we eat. It also helps in creating red blood cells and supporting the chemical signaling that occurs in our brain. And once again, as it is a water-soluble vitamin, it's definitely more common to be deficient in B6 than to achieve toxicity. So the big question is, how do you know if you're B6 deficient? Well, since I've mentioned earlier that B6 is responsible for creating red blood cells, a lack of B6 could show anemic symptoms. Now, when I say anemic, I'm referring to a condition known as anemia, and that's when there's not enough red blood cells circulating in the body. And our red blood cells actually carry oxygen, which means that an individual who has anemia doesn't have enough oxygen being distributed to parts of their body, and this can make them feel sluggish, tired, weak, cold, and can result in pale skin as well. Now, other than anemia, common symptoms of the B6 deficiency are skin rashes, cracked lips, and a weakened immune system. Although B6 toxicity is extremely unlikely to occur through the diet, it can be possible through excessive supplementation. And an excessive dose of B6 can cause nerve damage, uh, lack of muscle control, burning pain in the limbs, and dizziness. And oftentimes, recovery from this is slow and irreversible. So remember that too much supplementation does not necessarily mean that it's better. It's important to note that our bodies do not produce B6 on their own, so it's essential to get a good source from the diet. And you can find some great sources of B6 in a variety of plant and animal foods, such as salmon, tuna, chickpeas, potatoes, and leafy green vegetables. If you've noticed, there is a similar pattern in the B-complex food sources. Most of them are very similar. So by eating one of the more common foods, you're getting a great source of all the vitamin B family. And that's what I would call efficient eating. (laughs) So currently, the daily recommended intake for B6 is 1.3 to 1.7 milligrams for adults. Um, A healthy, balanced diet will easily provide a sufficient amount of B6. So if you were to eat two thick slices of skinless turkey, which is approximately 85 grams, you would get about half of your daily B6 intake. And if you add in some leafy greens and potatoes, you're looking at a vitamin B-rich meal. All right, now let's get into the details about vitamin B7, which you will probably recognize by its more popular name, biotin. Now this is an important vitamin for a variety of bodily functions, one of which is to break down the fats, carbohydrates, and protein that we eat. Some studies also suggest that biotin is generally used to strengthen hair and nails and can also be referred to as vitamin H, and the H stands for hair. In addition to this, B7 supports the digestive system and cell functionality. (laughs) 
Taking a look at B7 deficiency, a severe deficiency has never been reported in healthy individuals who tend to eat a normal, um, healthy, diverse diet. As long as that diet has been maintained and balanced, there isn't a major concern. However, in certain situations, a deficiency may develop. And this can be due to many reasons, one of which can be a biotinidase deficiency. And what is a biotinidase deficiency? Well, that's an inherited disorder in which the body cannot recycle biotin even if the individual is consuming a normal amount. Another group at risk are those with chronic alcohol exposure in which the proper absorption of biotin is obstructed. Now, currently, the toxic levels have not been established as high intakes are generally excreted through the urine. However, even if these levels have not been established, it's best to stay within the suggested daily limit. So in regards to amount needed per day, a healthy intake level for B7 is about 30 micrograms for adults. One whole cooked egg contains about 10 micrograms of B7, so that's about a third of the daily intake. If you eat three eggs a day, you're good to go. Alternatively, you can diversify your B7 sources by eating salmon, sunflower seeds, sweet potato, and pork chops, which are some of many great sources. And as I've mentioned, eggs are a great source. However, it is important to make sure that they are cooked because raw eggs contain a protein called avidin, which doesn't allow biotin to be absorbed. So when the egg is cooked, the avidin breaks down and we can absorb our biotin. So that means scrambled eggs all the way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can, you can cook your eggs however you want. It's all good. All right, folks, you were just tuned into episode five of the Nutritionally Me podcast with me, your host, Bile. Thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. If you're enjoying this podcast, feel free to leave a review through the Apple Podcast app. Sorry, Android users. And connect with me through Instagram at Nutritionally Me Podcast. Next week, we're discussing the last part of our mini B-Complex family series. And on next week's episode, we're talking about vitamin B9, which is more popularly known as folic acid, and of course, vitamin B12. With that, I'll be signing up for today. Stay healthy and happy, friends. <laughs>